Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Difficulties here and there. Welcome to No Bunts, the podcast for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Baseball Show. We got a special one for you today. I'm Tass Mellis in studio in Atlanta with me making this happen, Super Producer JD. Let's give out some glizzies. Let's give out some glizzies. And with us all season long, my co host, all the way from Taiwan, it's Joel McMillan. Joel. Well, well, from, uh, well. Good morning from Taiwan. Happy 5th of <laughs> July. And Tass, it's a, since it's an award show, let me ask you, what designer are you wearing for today here? Yeah, I got uh, glammed up. Uh, this may be a, a D&G for all I know. I have no idea. I just put <laughs> on a shirt that looked a little obnoxious, looked a little loud. Mm. Uh, Joel, what t-shirt are you wearing today? <laughs> uh, I'm wearing a hand-stitched uh, Gildan, Gildan t-shirt. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. It cost me over $500,000. I'm excited to wear it tonight. Well, I do appreciate your backdrop for this. <laughs> the Golden Glizzies Awards Show. It's mid-season, about approximately. You know, we're, we're approaching the All-Star break. Everybody's played half their game. So why not hand out some mid-season awards? It's the first annual no bunts golden glizzies we'll hand out some glizzies and then some warm beers for winners that absolutely don't want to be winning those warm beers uh but first let's see who's with us here tonight at the award show miguel cabrera is here miggy (laughs) thanks for joining us ken griffey jr is here griff you look like you did in 1989 why are you making us look bad man oh pete rose is here hey pete Keep making us look good, Pete. Appreciate that. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Hand out some golden glizzies. Enough of that shtick there, Joel. Uh, I found it obnoxious as I was saying it, but whatever. Uh, let's kick it off, Joel. Let's hand out the first golden glizzy. I've got the first one here. First golden glizzy is going to the best storyline from the first half. The nominees for best storyline are Shohei Otani's dominance. You're damn right. The Cincinnati Reds. The Raging Reds are an incredible story. Third nominee, baseball is back. Just baseball being back. And the fourth nominee, Luis Arise's chase of 400. And the glizzy for the best storyline goes to Shohei Otani's dominance. It's got to, Joel. He has been absolutely spectacular it's hard to find words to talk about him, to, to describe what he's saying over and over and over again. But it's almost like we don't talk about him enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. There was a really interesting article, Tass. Uh, he had an incredible June. And he's like he's got an outside shot at actually breaking uh, Judge's record from last year, which I think would be totally insane but you're right we we kind of do sound like a broken record at times i feel talking about him but we we are truly witnessing history every single night i feel that he you know takes to the field he's always doing something exciting he's must see tv every single time he had to leave yesterday's game i think with a with a finger issue had to come out yeah a little blister but you know it's not it hasn't taken away what he's done this year he's just such an amazing talent. I love watching his highlights. He's got that sweet left-handed swing, you know, doing amazing things on the mound. Yeah, we're running out of things to say about him, but at the same time, you're right. We're not saying enough uh, about what he's done this year. But as you said, one thing that we haven't been able to say the last couple of years is that 
there's a potential shot here at getting Judge's record uh, for AL home runs that he established last year. This blister might throw a little bit of a wrench into things, but he's still planning to hit before the All-Star break uh, early next week, Uh, although he may not play in the All-Star game because of the blister. That being said, 31 dingers leading MLB. Mm -hmm. He's actually tied for the MLB lead in triples, which is cool. Uh, He's he's also fast uh, with five triples. OPS way over 1,000. Uh, and he's had the longest home run this season that he just rocked, 493 feet in all of baseball. And then on the other side, uh, I like how Levi Weaver of The Athletic put it, this is the best baseball player anyone has ever seen that's currently alive. I I got to agree with that because uh, on the other side, a 3.32 ERA, 132 Ks, that's about 12 Ks per nine innings which he led the league in in that statistic last year. And here's the here's a cool stat. He's had 80 more strikeouts already than Babe Ruth had in his entire career, a guy that we consider one of the greatest ever because he did it on both sides. But he stopped doing mm-hmm. it after several years because it's just damn hard. He stopped pitching uh, and then just continued with the bat. So Otani uh, will be the MVP if he keeps it up. Um, but uh, the Reds also a, a fun story, Joel. Luis Arise's chase for 400 as he's dropped a little bit. This probably, uh, I'm saying probably, could be the end of the chase. He's at 387 now. It, it's starting to slow down. And uh, and baseball being back, which of those other three do you want to cover? Uh, yeah, I just kind of want to highlight baseball's back here, Tess. I got a couple interesting numbers. Attendance is up in several markets that had poor attendance last year. The Orioles are averaging 3,000 more fans per game. The Rays and the Reds, 4,000 fans per game as well. And the Rangers are up 5,000 fans. And the Diamondbacks, over 2,000 fans. That's great to see. And also, Tess, in terms of the television ratings, it's up 26% from last year among MLB's national TV partners, they had a net gain of 200,000 viewers this year, which puts them just over 923,000 fans per game. I think that's great. You know, we've talked about the product being more exciting. I think fans have really responded. The international series in London was a massive success. They had over 100,000 fans that weekend, as well as the uh, international series in Mexico. So it's really, you know, baseball, baseball's back test. You know, it didn't win the Golden Glizzy, but uh, (laughs) it's winning the hearts and minds of baseball fans in 2023. Totally. Uh, Steals are up, obviously. Athleticism uh, is a little bit more apparent in the game. It's it's just a fun game to watch. So are the Cincinnati Reds. Extremely fun because they've got Ellie De La Cruz doing his thing, already hitting for the cycle in his very young career. I mean, everything watching that guy, his speed. I mean, his infield singles are ex- are definitely exciting. I mean, everything about him uh, and that team. They are the Cleveland Guardians for me from last year this season where I'll be rooting for them although they have some more power than the Guardians we'll we'll see some more ding-dongs but uh they're leading the Brewers in a in a great battle in the NL Central by one game right now and speaking of speed one guy that should have been on this list is Ronald Acuña because before the season we wanted to highlight guys who could go for 40 do the 40-40 accomplish the 40-40 that doesn't happen very often in MLB history this guy has already stolen 40 bases, and we're not at the All-Star break. He's got 21 home runs, 41 stolen bases now uh, in his first 84 games. That hasn't been done since Ricky Henderson did it and Eric Davis did it. So 20 homers and 41 stolen bases in his first 84 games. He also has 50 RBI. Uh, The 40 stolen bases is is interesting because that's the most stolen bases he's ever had. He is back, uh, just like baseball is. Full Ronald Acuna experience with the Atlanta Braves, who also could have been a... Uh, uh, one of the best storylines here at the beginning of the season with the way they've dominated the NL East. Although I don't know if he's going to get to 40-40. I don't know if he's going to be part of the 40-40 club because the the homers are going to be difficult to get. He's not quite on pace uh, for that because, you know, at the at the 20, uh, the 20 homer plateau here, he's got to pick it up just a tad uh, to be in that side of things. But anyways, exciting stuff. Moving on. 
we'll talk about the Braves as we as we go through here the second half of the season the way they're the way they're kicking. But Joel, you've got the next category here: the most surprising team. Yes. So for the next category, the most surprising team, we've got the Baltimore Orioles, the Texas Rangers, the Miami Marlins and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the winner of the Golden Glizzy for this is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Congratulations, Diamondbacks. Uh you know, Tass, coming into this season, I don't think that anyone expected Arizona at all to be competitive, let alone leading the National League West uh, halfway through the season. All four of the teams in this category have had unbelievable seasons, and I feel at least three of the four teams are going to make the playoffs. But what Arizona has done has been incredible. I think a lot of people thought the Dodgers or especially the Padres were going to win that division. Arizona – I thought was going to kind of come back to earth in May and even June, but they've just kept it up. Like they just keep winning. They're a legit contender at this point. You can't really discount them, but yeah, all the other teams have been successful and it's great to see because no one really saw this coming at all. I feel this just adds to the excitement of this great season we've had so far. Yeah. People high on the diamondbacks, but maybe not, uh, at this level, surpassing the Dodgers currently uh, in the NL West. I, I totally agree with you. Cool to see Lourdes Gurriel, someone close to my heart and your heart, I'm sure, too, as Jays fans, making the all-star game for the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Corbin Carroll's uh, incredible season. Zach Gallon doing his thing. Yeah, uh, totally uh, agree with you on that. Uh, they hopefully uh, will stay atop the NL West. As a Dodger hater, I'm sure you're rooting for <laughs> them uh, atop the NL West. But I think the Rays also could have been here. People expected them to be good, um, so you know maybe maybe that's why they didn't get a nomination from the Glizzies uh, from the Academy. Why 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 did you keep them off? You are the Academy. Let's be honest here. Well, I mean maybe maybe a little bias. The Rays just absolutely kill the Jays every season. I mean <laughs> so I, I I I secretly I got a crush on the Rays. Always have they kill us. But um, you know getting back to the nominees test. The, the Marlins have been having kind of a very crazy season. They're 21 and six in one run or extra inning games. That is not, I wouldn't say that's yeah. I wouldn't say that's necessarily based on skill. I think that's a lot of luck. No disrespect to the Marlins. They are having a great season and they're doing this in spite of the fact that the reigning Cy Young winner, Sandy Alcantara has had a very subpar season. We're going to talk about that a bit later. Uh, but they're just extremely good when it counts. Uh, and they're second place in a very tough uh, NL East because I figure the Mets are going to pick it up, as will the Phillies. But kudos to them. But I think of the four teams that we talked about, I think Baltimore, Texas, and Arizona are going to make the playoffs. Miami might kind of regress back to the mean a bit in the second half. That luck might even out. But, you know, if they can keep it up, they're they're a legit playoff team at this point. Yeah, they had a bit of a litmus test this past weekend against the Atlanta Braves, the team that they're trailing in the NL East, and they got shellacked, the Braves. They did. The Braves hammered them extremely hard. So they still have an incredible shot at a wild card. Obviously, they're in that wild card mess uh, in the National League. But uh, it is interesting with Sandy Alcantara from Cy Young to not being himself this season. Very, very fun to watch. Six eight foot or six foot eight rookie Yuri Perez on the hill for them. He started the season in the minors and he has been amazing. But they're not doing mm-hmm. it with the pitchers that they expected to with Alcantara not being himself. Johnny Cueto, Trevor Rogers as well. Uh, but they are a good story. And the Rangers, just to wrap up, they've got a, a billion All-Stars uh, next week that we'll be covering here uh, on No Bunts with our next episode. What a lineup they've got. <laughs> their lineup is mm-hmm. stacked. Of their position players, everyone at about or over 800 OPS. The only spot that's lacking is their DH spot. All their position players are at 800 or over, uh, approximately, uh, about that mark. So... That is incredible stuff. So, great stories there from the Orioles, Rangers, Marlins, D-backs, and uh, your secret crush, the Tampa Bay Rays. Just got to throw them on there as well (laughs) because they're killing it as well in the AL East. All right, moving on. Next category, underrated players. The nominees for most underrated player are Tim Meza of the Toronto Blue Jays. 
Jamer Candelario of the Washington Nationals, Justin Steele of the Chicago Cubs, and Tyro Estrada of the San Francisco Giants. And the glizzy for most underrated player goes to Tyro Estrada. Congratulations, the San Francisco Giants. Why'd you give it to him, Joel? This was tough. This was actually tough. I kind of went back and forth on this for a couple minutes. I think the big thing (laughs) is the Giants have had a huge resurgence this season, and I think he's a big part of that. Uh, He had a great start. He slumped a bit, and he got – I think he fractured his hand uh, a few days ago. He's going to be out, unfortunately, for a month or two, so that kind of stinks for the Giants because they're right in the thick of that playoff race. But he's just continually gotten better and better each year. The Yankees basically, I mean, the the Giants totally fleeced the Yankees and got him for pennies on the dollar, I feel. So he was, he, I felt, was the winner for this. But, you know, kudos to all the other nominees. Justin Steele just got added to the National League All-Star roster, and deservedly so. I feel him and Stroman are one of the best one-twos in the National League. He's having a great season. Again, a guy that's just constantly gotten better and better and candelario i mean the the nats picked him up for five million this year dudes having i feel like an all-star season could be an interesting trade piece and you know tim Mesa, fantastic lefty out of the bullpen hasn't given up a home run this year uh only given up four earned runs has the second best era of all left-handed relievers only behind josh Hader, who's an elite reliever so this one was actually tough but yeah gonna go with estrada here well, thank you for backing up the Mesa with uh, some stats there as well, because I thought that was just a little home cooking with your Toronto bias. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Candelaro, you're totally right. He should have made it over Nolan Arenado at the All-Star game. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Arenado is a popular person and he's got an incredible career. It does stink for Tyro Estrada out four to six weeks uh, with that left hand fracture. But cool, obviously, as you said, Steele added uh, to the All-Star roster. You've got the next category, Joel. It's the best comeback story. Okay, and the nominations for the best comeback story are Nathan Avaldi of the Texas Rangers, Aroldis Chapman, also of the Texas Rangers, Jared Kalenic from the Seattle Mariners, and Christian Yelich of the Milwaukee Brewers. And the golden glizzy goes to Aroldis Chapman. Congratulations. Yeah. He is... I mean, what a resurgence he's had this year. He went from not being on the playoff roster last year. The Yankees basically just said, nope, you know, don't bother coming. I think there were some issues. He didn't even show up to a practice, but he didn't exactly have one of the best exits in New York last year. Signed a one-year deal with the Royals and has completely rebuilt himself. He looks like the old uh, Aroldis Chapman, which is great to see, and then just got traded to the Rangers, which is a great trade. Because as good as the Rangers are, if they do have a weakness, it's definitely their bullpen. It's not great. So that's a great trade. But yeah, all the other nominees, Evaldi, you know, is second in Cy Young projections on ESPN. He's having a great season. Uh, Kalenic, I'm going to, I always butcher his name. Kelnick. But he's, yeah, thank you, Tess. (laughs) He's, you know, had a, a rough start to his career. He came up when he was 21. But he's killing it this year. He's a sub-200 career hitter. But this year he's hitting 252, which isn't great. But, you know, the power is there. And, you know, Yelich is a guy that had back-to-back seven-plus win seasons, one MVP in 2018. But he just hasn't been himself for the past couple of seasons. He's had a few subpar seasons. But he's already surpassed his war from last year. So I think when healthy... He's, you know, he's an elite player, and I want to see him back because he's just an exciting player to watch. Oh, you're teaching me things. So when you say seven-plus win seasons, he had back-to-back seven-plus win seasons, that's just shorthand for that's how many wins he added to the team. Yeah, wins above replacement. Oh, okay. Nice nice shorthand right there. Yeah, he probably had the biggest dip uh, of all these players. So he had had the most to climb because he was an MVP, and he just – fell back to earth uh, with uh, the lack mm-hmm. of power. And the power still hasn't technically come back, uh, but his OPS is over 800. He could have been named an All-Star as well uh, for the first time since 2019. That ha- that didn't happen. But uh, Chapman, I totally agree with you, should get this golden glizzy. And congrats to him. His fastball up to 
on average, which is the fastest since 2017. But yeah, last year, the Yankees just said, nah, we're done with you. Royals, great signing just to trade him, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and they dealt him over to the Rangers, uh, who need a bump as the Astros are coming on strong. All right, moving on. Next category, game of the year from the first half. And the nominations are the Guardians beating the Astros, 10-9. The Reds beating the Dodgers, 8-6. Oh, the Ellies. The, the early Ellie days. The Padres <laughs> beating the Giants, 16-11. That was a game in uh, Mexico. And the A's beating the Rays in the reverse boycott game. Great, great nominees. But the glizzy must go to the Reds beating the Dodgers. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Reds. This was Ellie De La Cruz's second game. I think it was June 7th. That was a fantastic day, Joel. It was. Uh, all of these games were were amazing. But even though this game was in early June, it felt like a playoff game. There was so much anticipation about Dela Cruz coming up, and I feel this was kind of the genesis of the Reds' recent huge streak that they've been on. It kind of started in this game. They were down six two. It was Ellie De La Cruz hit his first career home run, as did Will Benson, who hit his first career home run. It was also a walk-off. Stadium was just absolutely electric that game. That game was so much fun to watch. Go back and watch the highlights if you haven't seen it. In terms of the other games, the uh, the Guardians and the Astros game, 14 innings, 10 to 9. The Guardians came back five different times. In that game, every time Houston scored an extra innings, the Guardians answered right back. It was such uh, such an exciting game. And in the international game between the Padres and the Giants in Mexico, 16 to 11 was the final score. 11 home runs hit between both teams. And in that game, there were back-to-back home runs three different times, which is unreal. I don't know if that's ever been done in a game before or not. Maybe the bleacher creatures could help us out on that one. And of course, the reverse boycott game, even though Oakland, you know, we all know Oakland's story this year, that was such, that was a very emotional game. The fans were there, especially in the fifth inning when they all timed it and got up and started chanting, sell the team. Oakland won their seventh game in a row that night. They beat the the Rays two to one. It was just such a great atmosphere. Again, like it felt like a playoff game. Obviously, it wasn't because the A's, you know, have been out of it basically since April. But what an emotional night. This was a really tough one, too. All of these games, you know, could lay claim to game of the year. But ultimately, we went with the Reds and the Dodgers. The Academy hit it out of the park with with these four nominations, Joel. I think you did a spectacular job. Yeah, that 27,000 strong, extremely emotional in Oakland. But I'm glad we went with the Reds in Ellie's second game. It was his first at-bat that he mashed that home run that almost left Great American Ballpark. It was so close. It was in the last row, uh, and that was uh, that 458-foot shot, and it was 114.8 miles off the bat. That exit velocity... Hardest hit ball by a member of the Reds this year, topping his own double from the day before. So it was just just so much fun. Adding to the lore, and then his next at-bat, he ripped it to the wall, and he got a triple. Uh, it took him you know, a mere 10.83 seconds to get there. So he was flying those first two games. He had a homer, triple, double, and two walks uh, in two games. So, yeah, we're Ellie lovers here. Couldn't help it. Good stuff there, Joel. Fantastic stuff. We've got to take a break, uh, but after it, the best home run, Sally, the glizzy for the best animal-related moment, and we'll hand out some warm beers as well. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... 
It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the Glizzies. Everyone having a great time tonight? Let's, woo! Let's just, let's, yes. Yeah. I heard a woo from the crowd. Joel, how are we feeling? Having the time of my life, Tass. <laughs> I appreciate that. In your Jilden, Gildan, whatever it's called. I, I haven't heard that that t-shirt name for a minute. <laughs> so it was great. It was great to hear it again. Uh, anyway, you are here to present the best home run celebration. Who are the nominees? So for best home run celebration, the nominees are Carlos Santana, mm. the Padre Sombrero in Mexico, the Orioles Dongbong, and the Reds Viking Helmet and Cape. And the winner for the best home run celebration is Carlos Santana. Ooh. Get up here, Carlos. Get that award. You earned it, man. <laughs> You like that little dance shuffle before he I, uh, hit the plate? I have I have rewatched that probably at least 10 plus times over the past uh, couple days. It is just so cool to watch. I I don't remember seeing a dance like this Tess. Have you? I mean, I've seen guys get a bit creative on the walk-off home runs, but usually it's just guys jump out and they're throwing water and stuff. That's kind of played out. I know years ago, um, Prince Fielder jumped on home plate and all the players fell down, which was pretty cool. But I love this little dance. Bring more of it. And Tess, I want to ask you, do you think this is kind of the next evolution of the home run celebration? You know, we've got the dugout celebrations. But for a walk-off, are you okay with like dances or performances (laughs) like this? Where do you stand on that? Oh, I love it. I love it. We're talking about a guy getting like... 10 feet from the plate and then he did his shuffle where he stopped slowed down backpedaled and then did his thing it took like an extra five seconds it's no big deal usually actually i would say guys do stop 10 feet away from home plate just to you know give us a little suspense like you're probably gonna mm-hmm. step on the plate uh and then they go and, and do their thing but this was just Another little dance move. That's all it was. I don't think it was really all that different other than the shuffle. Also being in their City Connect jerseys and their City mm-hmm. Connect helmets, uh, which are you know, brand new that the, they just started wearing. So uh, the PGHs, oh, I'm, I'm happy with a shuffle. I mean, guys okay. guys are, all, are stopping mid-home run trot, you know, before third base. They stop before dapping the third base coach they're doing their little things this is this is just a quick little dance before you hit the plate in a walk-off situation i i i applaud it i applaud some dancing me too um i, w- I was yeah. wondering if this was a little recency bias because it's happened pretty recent um and and we kind of combined you know off the field celebrations with the dong bong, glad we called it the dong bong from the Orioles and not the Homer hose, uh, as they want to call it. The the Reds Viking helmet and cape, uh, the Padres sombrero in Mexico. That was a, a special one for Mexico City. And then this this walk off Homer from Carlos Santana. I want to ask you, uh, do you like the helmets? Uh, actually, you know what? Let's save it for the City Connect talk. Let's save that. Let's save that a little okay. for a little bit later. Uh, anything else to add to the home run celebrations, or you want me to move on? I think yeah, I think we've said all we need to say, but it was uh, yeah, what uh, what a moment! But I want to see more of those dances on walkups. I want more of them. There's some cantankerous fans that are gonna man, 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 whatever. Bring it on, man. Let's do it. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, and it's not again. If he was dancing for three hundred sixty feet, not cool. I'd say mm-hmm. I'd say that I'd say you can't do a moonwalk after you step on second base and go backpedal and and no, not cool. <laughs> but for the last ten feet. It was fun. And in those jerseys, which is a perfect segue for the nominees for the best City Connect jersey. They are the Seattle Mariners, the Cincinnati Reds, Cincy, the Pittsburgh Pirates, PGH, and the Baltimore Orioles, a big Baltimore on the chest. And the glizzy for the best City Connect jersey goes to... The pit. No, it's the Seattle Mariners. What an upset! <laughs> we we go from the home run celebration 
with those beauties, those 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 goldy yellow beauties for the Pittsburgh Pirates to the Mariners. Why did we go with the Mariners, Joel? Give me a heart attack there, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Uh, I... Well, we, you know, like we've talked about this offline and we had a, we posted on our Instagram as well. No underscore bunts, a little Instagram plug there. But I think generally speaking, the sentiment on this year's City Connects have been fairly underwhelming. Uh, I like the Mariners one. I like the colors. It pays great homage to the Seattle Pilots with the colors and the font as well as you know, the patch, I, I I really like the colors. The black pants, I could kind of, you know, take or leave. Uh, the Baltimore one's a bit underwhelming, but I still kind of like the colors as well. I think they're cool. I like the font. Uh, what did we? And what that's, else did and we that's have that Baltimore being on their chest. I think that's the first time that they've done that, right? Where they've got Baltimore and I. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I I don't know. I just, but the, and you know the caps a bit underwhelming. I so why was it a the, nominee? The, why was it even a nominee? Well, it was better. <laughs> I mean, you know, Tass, don't get angry here, but the Atlanta Brave City Connects are just not good. No one's know? talking and about. Gonna, the, no one's talking about the Brave City Connect until you brought I know, it up. I'm the one who's supposed know, to bring well, up the Braves. Anyways, I understand. Okay. I understand. Yeah. They're a little a little too shiny for some. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for them, though. They're the Hank Aaron ones. I'm I'm a sucker for. I'm fine with them. Yeah. Do you? What are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh one? Because I kind of feel these are the ones that like people either really like yeah. or don't like. To me, I just kind of like PGH. That's it. And yellow and black. I I feel it's like I feel all of them have been very bland. Like they aesthetically they look fine but mm-hmm. there's just something that's missing on a lot of them i don't know that's my that's my feeling yeah the, the the pghs were brought up a notch with the home run celebration i gotta be honest um they, mm-hmm. they almost look like they have uh like perforations at the top underneath um but i, I guess they're that's just the if you look at them and, and it's quite often when you see these tiny little details you can't really see them during gameplay, but these ones you can. It's kind of like a honeycomb. I call. I said perforations. I mean, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me because they are super simple with that PGH gold and black. Yeah, I mean they're 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 fine. I, I like the boldness of them. I'm okay with them. I don't like their batting helmets, which is weird for me to say. I'm a sucker for a batting helmet. I'm a sucker for a, a nice sort of matte finish, but it's almost like there's two different helmets because it goes from black up to yellow it fades yeah and uh i'm, I'm not a fan of those feeling it. i i'm i'm totally with you on the mariners blue and yellow i'm not a color expert but damn it's like have this blue and yellow combination ever been done before has, has it has it been done it's just it just it pops so well and the the upside down pitchfork on the hat yeah the trident the trident yeah it, it seals it for me yeah, I don't think blue and yellow has been done in baseball. Like, obviously, basketball, those are the Warriors colors, and they've got great uniforms. But in baseball, off the top of my head, I can't think of it other than the Pilots. No. It's this particular blue and yellow. It just just yeah. stands. It's a good combination. It looks good. Okay, so you hated the Orioles one, but we included it as a nominee. <laughs> Is- well, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't hate the Orioles. You absolutely one, did not. You did better, not. I'm putting words in your better mouth. Better than Atlanta's. Yeah. <laughs> was there was there another one? Because I think we've had. There was a fifth one, and I'm totally drawing there, a blank on what the fifth one was. There, there were six teams. I, there was. So there's approximately twenty. Oh, Texas. It was Texas. Yeah. Te- yeah. Texas is. I don't know, just the old English TX and the black pants. And it's just, yeah, again, like very underwhelming. I read the story and yeah, like it's cool. But I mean, aesthetically, it's it's pretty bland. Yeah, approximately 20 teams have done the New City Connects. And, and speaking of reading about it, the Athletic Hour overlords have ranked all of them. And, and so you can go check that out uh, in an article on, on the website. But I think we did well here. I think we did well. I would have been fine throwing in the the shimmery Braves one as well but you are the academy my man uh, and now <laughs> you've got a fun category coming up the weirdest stat yes so the nominations for this category are 
Between the Cincinnati Reds and the Atlanta Braves this season, all games were decided by one run. Huh. The second nomination, Sandy Alcantara, has let in has given up 59 earned runs in 2023. He only gave up 58 earned runs in all of last year. The Angels outscored the Rockies by 20 runs in a three-game series and still lost two of three. And the final nominee, Sonny Gray, winless in his last 11 starts, even though he's second in the American League in ERA at 2.50. And the winner for this category is Angels losing two of three, even though they outscored the Rockies by 20 runs. Again, another tough category to, uh, I feel, nominate, or sorry, to decide a winner on. Uh, The Angels set several records in that blowout uh, win they had against the Rockies uh, a couple of weeks ago, but still ended up losing the series. That just kind of, I feel that just kind of goes to show how random baseball is. You could just blow a team out one night, you know, like the Angels did, and then just lose two of three, you know, in the rest of the series. We talked about Alcantara earlier, just what a weird season he's having. He's already, you know, given up more earned runs in a half season than he did all of last year. And Tass, let's talk about your Braves. Uh, they All of those Braves and Reds games, extremely close. And I know they played a series a couple weekends ago. Man, that was exciting. The one game, the Braves took five uh, of six. So it is a bit lopsided. But man, that one game that the Reds did win, very, very exciting. And as it pertains to Sonny Gray, I think that, again, just kind of highlights how unimportant pitcher wins are in 2023. Maybe there's some people that still value them, but he's one of the best pitchers in the American League, not only by ERA, but by other metrics. And he doesn't have any wins to show for it. So a lot of interesting stats, but yeah, Angels, Rockies. Now, the last time wins were important were 1992. We shared that story with you last week on our Canada Day uh, show, and Alfredo Griffin was just whiffing. Griffin was whiffing for Jack Morris to get his 20th uh, (laughs) win. That was fun. No, you picked four great nominees here. I just want to uh, confirm something with JD. Did you play off Joel during the nominations? Because our our music ran out. Because Joel had to go through all these stats, which he did very well, actually. But I think the... Yes. The music's just the the bed is too short. It was too short. I that was a whiff on me. I should have looked at the amount of text on some of these. So well, he had to go through the stats. Yeah, which, you're right. And I was like, I was, uh, you know, whatever. That was my and, uh, totally my fault. No, nah, it's totally my fault for bringing it up during the golden glizzies. I didn't need to do that. Uh, but um, th- those are wild, all wild stats. I couldn't decide either. Uh, the Reds Braves. If we get postseason Reds Braves oh my goodness please JD please. get in the car <laughs> we're taking the the obviously the the six hour drive and uh, uh, obviously the probably the two hour drive to uh, the ballpark here in Atlanta uh, and then the six plus hour drive to Cincinnati it's not too far city on the hill it ain't too far let's do it it's uh it's always one of the best parts of the drive driving up to Canada seeing road trip in Cincinnati. Yeah, as you see in Cincinnati, because yeah. you don't see anything for a long time, and then you kind of go up a hill, and there it is. We taking the electric car? Or? It's going to add some time. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely force it. Uh, yes, I I did it. I I drove to Bama recently. That was last year, and scared my wife a little bit. Yeah, we're going to have to stop. Uh, stop at a gas station where some. Um, some people didn't didn't know what that car was at a gas station mm. uh, in uh, rural <laughs> Alabama, but uh, yeah, we made it through. Anyway, great stats there, all the way around. That Angels outscoring the Rockies. Glad you gave it to them by twenty runs and still losing two or three games. Fantastic stuff, Joel. All right, also fantastic. The best feel good moments from the first half. Tough to give a glizzy to one of these, but the nominees are. Bryce Harper's return. Drew Maggi playing in his first game at the age of 33. The Baylor brothers having a moment after Bo's first career home run. And Michael Harris II going 5 for 5 on Father's Day after his dad threw out the first pitch here in Atlanta. And the glizzy for best feel-good moment goes to... Drew Maggi of the Pittsburgh Pirates playing his first game at the age of 33. 
We could have gone with some recency bias here, for sure. We talked about the Father's Day. <laughs> uh, what would you call that? I mean, it was it was a a, a bit of a kerfuffle there, uh, a bit of a head scratcher when Culberson was sent down. His dad was originally supposed to throw out the first pitch. Michael Harris's dad got the call. He got the call from the pen. Hey, hey pops, you're a local. Get on the hill. He, th- <laughs> he uh, Michael Harris, the original Michael Harris, threw out the first pitch, and then uh, son went five for five. Could have gone with that. Or I'm surprised he didn't go with the Baylor brothers. You're, you're a huge fan. The Canadian connection there uh, with the Guardians. Bo Baylor hitting his first uh, dinger. I actually I actually missed that. I, I, I saw Bo Baylor's incredible throw out of a runner after a pitch out, catching a pitch out and throwing him out. But I missed the the hug. Can you reenact that uh, for us, Joel, at least verbally? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tess, I think it's Naylor Brothers. I, I, Baylor. I, hate to I keep saying Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. Bo Baylor sounds pretty cool. You know, maybe uh, <laughs> that could be that. my uh, name for my, uh, you know, creative player we're going to talk about later in the season. That's hilarious. Um, That's hilarious. I think but, the alliteration, I just, I just wanted it to be Bo Baylor. <laughs> Instead yeah. of but it's a great name. Yeah, Josh Baylor. Nah, I gotta go with Naylor. I gotta go with Josh Naylor. Yeah. Yeah, Josh hit his first career home run and uh Bo hit his first career was... home run. Oh sorry, Bo hit yeah, his first okay. career home run. Now I'm all Yeah, no, that's here. my bad. Um yeah, and he hit his first career home run and there was Big Brother to give him a big hug. Like, what a cool moment. You know, it's you know, just little unique moments like that that make baseball very special. But I just wanted to read a quick quote because I think this really kind of encompasses, you know, Maggie's journey. And he said after the game, he said, just kind of getting here. My name is in history. I put on a big league uniform and I shared the field with the world's greatest players. This is unbelievable. I saw my dad crying. I don't think I ever saw him cry before. All those years, I wondered what I would say to my parents if that moment were to come. They've been there. They've been right there with me hearing those words made it all worthwhile. So this was an amazing story. Never give up. And it's just, you know, it's kind of a human spirit story. So, yeah, great. All great nominations, but had to give it to Drew. Absolutely. Never cried uh, growing up in uh, Mississauga, huh? Um, Surprising. (laughs) A lot of things can make you cry in Mississauga, my hometown. Uh, uh, we, we, you know, we don't have a, a huge crew working on all these slides, JD. But that was our first, our first mess up. Where? Which one? The Baylor. We wrote Baylor oh, Brothers wrote, on oh. the slide, uh, and that's, yeah. you know, we that's had, on all of us. That's, that's on, all, on of us. all of us. No, it's on all of us. We had a few eyes on that and skipped okay. it. The Baylor Bros. <laughs> oh, it's the Naylor Bros. Oh man. <laughs> I can see Josh Naylor hitting a home run and doing the uh, the rock a baby on on one of us right now. Just just giving it to us, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, uh, Joel, you've got the last honor before we get to some dishonors. The best animal related moment. Yeah, I thought this would be a nice category. So, best animal related moment. The nominees for this category: the Yankee squirrel, a butterfly lands on Rocco Baldelli's nose. <laughs> A cat terrifies a fan. And finally, a dog catches a Michael Bush home run in spring training. And the winner for best animal-related moment is... Dog catches home run ball. Air Bud, he made the grab. Oh, that dog is going to love that golden glizzy. Eat it up. <laughs> yeah. It, I I was struggling with this. I had three because what's interesting is the butterfly on Baldelli's nose and the cat terrifying terrifying the fan happened within 24 hours of each other, which was just kind of a, a weird coincidence. Um, and I was like, man, there's got to be something with a dog. I feel like every <laughs> couple of years there's there's a dog like a dog somehow gets on the field. And I did a quick Google search. I was able to find this. Uh, so we made it in the end, but this was a funny category. And when you go, the one with the Yankee squirrel, they've got a bunch of slow motion replays. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely hilarious to see the reaction of those people. They're terrified. <laughs> like, what do they not? Do they not have squirrels in New York? I mean, they're just totally freaking out. And then the squirrel kind of jumps down and it kind of glides down to the field but the reaction in slow motion of the fans is amazing as is as is the reaction of that female fan with a cat 
jumped up. She was absolutely terrified. I, I thought that was really funny. And I just want to say this about Rocco Baldelli. He did not even flinch at all with that butterfly. Rocco Baldelli, to me, is a dude who, if he sees a spider or an insect inside a house, he's not getting a newspaper and hitting a task. He's putting it in his hand. He's bringing it outside. (laughs) He's releasing it. Baldelli's got a heart of gold. He wasn't even phased by that butterfly. Props to him. Yeah. I was totally surprised by that. Uh, He, yeah, not even batting an eye not nothing didn't move uh cat terrifying the fan where the hell did that cat come from that's what i want to know how does a cat get on an mlb field yeah it's got to pass through a lot of checkpoints to get there (laughs) uh but a support animal that got free maybe you know slipped out of its vest (laughs) (laughs) yeah that yeah i mean that's that's a possibility yeah Oh, that's that'd be a heck of an explanation. Somebody's got to be writing that story at the athletic <laughs> if if that actually happened. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went with the dog catching a home run. That's that's just great stuff. Although the squirrel was amazing, and I think it was the broadcast that did all the slow mo work. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't after the fact on social media. That was a great post you threw up on our Instagram page. But kudos to the broadcast because that was. That was pretty cool. Great shot. And then uh, the slow-mos. Really, really fun. Tess, I got a quick question for you. Sorry. No problem. What's a cool baseball-related dog name? Because I've got (laughs) two quick ones. Steven Posberg. A little pun on Steven Strasberg. Yes. And Mark Furley. Uh, Shout-outs to my boy Mark Burley. Ex-Blue Jay, ex-Chicago White Sox legend. So... Mark Furley or Steven Posberg? Do you have any baseball-related dog names? Oh, hate you, to put you on the spot here, Tass. Oh, you sure did. Um, I'm not, I don't think I can bow nailer this one, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, well done. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, my my brain goes Bark Ruffalo because I always just say Bark Ruffalo. But uh, that's, that's a good one. But that's not a baseball-related name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, any any Mark, as you just said. Uh, yeah. you, you can throw a bark. Bark McGuire. Bark McGuire. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. Go. Very nice, JD. A Rover. Nah. <laughs> Instead of Hey Rod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Dog. Hey Rod. A Dog. Oh. Terrible name for a dog, but. Yeah. This is, this is great stuff. We've taken to calling my dog Steve Cosmo. <laughs> he just reminds me of a Steve. <laughs> Is there a Steve in the MLB? Uh, a Steve, oh, of course. Yeah, lots of Steves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dave Steve, no. <laughs> Dave Steve, <laughs> Steve Sachs. Mm. Uh, great stuff. Are you struggling to close deals? B two B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. One more great product from LinkedIn. You're there to network. You're there to look for jobs. You're there to post jobs. And how about LinkedIn Sales Navigator? It's a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date, first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash baseball show. That is linkedin.com slash baseball show for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash baseball show and get started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on, we've been nice enough. Let's hand out some warm beers. As in something. 
<laughs> Revolting. Disgusting. Just like this intro JD put together here. And uh, can we get the background on that introduction? As if for, all, for all our listeners, the Warm Beers intro that JD put together was somebody vomiting into a toilet. Yeah, well, Warm Beer is gross. Um, I was yeah. looking for a video that conveyed Warm Beer, which is kind of hard to find. Right. Because if you search beer, even warm beer, it's just frosty mugs, and they look delicious. Uh, so Lincoln's suggestion was, uh, when I put in warm beer, this video popped up, which is a man barfing into a toilet. He was like, you got to go with that one. And I was like, all right. And then he just kind of directed the entire thing. So that's all Lincoln. Very nice. Yeah. That wasn't Lincoln vomiting into a toilet. No, no, no. We found a sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Family affair. Great stuff. Okay. Yeah. Let's hand out some warm beers. The first warm beer award acknowledges the franchises whose spending has gotten them nowhere this season. Nominees for the biggest money burner are the Chicago White Sox, the New York Mets, the San Diego Padres, and the Toronto Blue Jays. That's a little bit of a surprise. And the warm beer for the biggest money burner goes to the New York Mets. Had to be, Joel. Had to be the Mets. Highest payroll by far at around 350 mil. No one close to 300. And they're way below 500. Yeah, this was a no-brainer. I don't want to beat up on the Mets too much. I feel we've done that several times throughout the season. But... Yeah, they've just simply underperformed. They only won one series the entire month of June. They have just underperformed all year. They just seem out of sync, like a group of individuals playing, not as a team. You know, Verlander hasn't been great. He hasn't been awful, but he hasn't been great. I mean, but you're making $43 million. You're one of the highest paid players in the league. You need to start doing it. Scherzer's kind of turning the corner. Uh, you know, they won last night in Arizona. They beat a big team. So, you know, hopefully that gets them a bit of momentum going forward. Padres, you know, similar situation with the Mets underperform. A lot of people pick them as World Series favorites as well. They've really struggled. But with the Padres, their underlying numbers are actually really, really good. It's just they're absolutely awful hitting with runners in scoring position. But they had a big win yesterday, or I guess, yeah, yesterday against the Angels on the 4th of July. Uh, you know, Tess, you said the Blue Jays were a bit of a surprise. Yes. Listen, <laughs> they have the seventh highest payroll. They've got a payroll north, just north of $200 million. And they're three games out of last place in the American League East. And they're 7-20 and 20 against the American League East. Listen, this is a team that also had championship aspirations. Now, they're not as and they're not as in bad of shape as the Padres and the Mets, but they've underperformed as well. They've struggled, you know, to get, they struggled to hit with runners in scoring position as well. They've been a very frustrating team to watch. Trust me. I curse at my TV almost every morning watching these guys play sometimes, but you know, they've, they've underperformed. They should not be fourth place. You know, they got swept last week by Boston. They're and seven against them this year. So they deserve to be on this list. And the White Sox, just perennial underachievers the last couple of years. You know, they've got a payroll just north of $170 million, one of the worst teams in the worst divisions, and they're not getting any better, too. So I feel like we had to put the White Sox on this list as well. Yeah, we could have easily thrown the Cardinals on there, uh, well below five hundred with aspirations to win an NL Central that uh, the Cincinnati Reds and Milwaukee Brewers are now uh, fighting for right now. Yeah, the Blue Jays, I think you uh, you positioned it well by saying they're three games out of last place in the AL East. It's a, a, a tough division. They are the only team here on this list above 500, and mm-hmm. I understand. They're hurting you uh, watching them. I understand, Joel, but they are they are six games above 500. So, yeah, tough division, uh, and, and that hurts them as well, but uh, they have underperformed. You're, you're right. You, they, they do have a huge payroll. Not as big as the Mets, uh, who deserve no. this warm beer. Owner Steve Cohen had to come out and, uh, well, he didn't have to, but he he came out and had a press conference, essentially, uh, here at the, the beginning of July to say, hey, we suck. Uh, but really just to sort of <laughs> quell uh, all, all of the the talk out there. He said everything is on the table. That would be really interesting. 
as we approach the trade deadline, if they actually sell off anybody. Uh, and I know there's been some chatter about that. Uh, any any quick thoughts about them potentially selling off uh, one of their older starters in Verlander, as you mentioned, or even Max Scherzer? I think this month is is going to dictate what they do at the trade deadline, uh, whether they're going to be buyers or sellers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because if they're selling, there's a lot of expensive players on that team and they're going to have to eat a lot of money on some of those deals. So I, I don't know. Like It's too hard to tell what they're going to do at this point. I don't know who's a good trade partner for them in terms of if they're sellers, but I still foolishly believe there's just too much talent on that team and, you know, they could have a two week run and, you know, they're back at 500 and they're a couple games out. So I'm going to hold judge. I'm going to withhold judgment for now, but it'll be interesting to see what they do come deadline time. All right. You've got the next warm beer, Joel, given to the most disappointing player. Yes. And the nominees for this category are Alec Manoa, Justin Verlander, Carlos Correa, and DJ LeMahieu. And the warm beer for most disappointing player goes to, and it hurts me to say, Tass, <laughs> Alec Manoa. Oh, man, this one hurts. But I don't really think, again, this was kind of a no-brainer. Listen, I love Manoa. Um, I like his moxie. I don't get to use that word very often, no, Tess, so I'm going to use it do. now. Maple moxie I like is, his... is an option as well. <laughs> Maple moxie. Okay. <laughs> Listen, he had an unbelievable year last year. He got down ballot Cy Young votes. He was an integral part of that rotation. I had high expectations, as did a lot of people. He's been awful. There's nothing to say. I don't even need to go through the numbers. He's been awful. He They sent him basically down to the training complex. He got shelled by a bunch of high school kids last week. Oh, man, that was tough to see. But in a bit of promising news, he pitched a double-A game, uh, I think, a day or two ago. Had pretty good results, and he's actually going to start this Friday against the Tigers. I don't know how I feel about that, but, you know, let's see. Uh, but yeah, it's Manoa. In terms of the other players, yeah, Verlander. It's not that Verlander has been awful. It's just, again, as I said a couple of minutes ago, you're making $43 million. He's not pitching like that at all. The Mets have been struggling. You're picking absolutely... You're picking on the elderly there with that one. I mean, he's... He was Tess, I'm the elderly. I'm the elderly. I'm not picking on him. I'm he's younger than me slightly, but he did. I mean, Tess, I'm I, I don't think I'm different from most sports fans. Listen, if you're making top dollar, you need to go out there and perform. He was injured not, to start like, the season, but yes, he he was. But I mean, he's had enough starts. I feel like there's enough of a sample size to say, listen, he's he's having a subpar year, but. I, I really like Verlander. I think he can get it going in the second half, whether he stays in New York or whether they actually deal him. That remains to be seen. Correa, just, man, he's not the guy. Uh, he's had a couple injuries. He's missed a couple games this year, but he's just having a very subpar season. You know, speaking of the Mets, the Mets and Giants are probably kind of not so mad that they whiffed on him because, you know, even though the Twins got him at a, uh, a discount. He's still not, I feel going to live up to that contract that, uh, that he signed. And just, you know, really quickly to touch on LeMahieu, he has just regressed horribly with no judge. That offense is really struggling. I know the Yankees are playing well. They're finding ways to win, but his strikeouts are way up. He's walking uh, a lot less and he's just not hitting. So he needs to be on this list too, because he's making a pretty penny as well. Yes, and uh, he's not quite the age of Justin Verlander, but nearing 35 years old, and um, I don't know if his officially his best days are behind him, but currently they are. Uh, Carlos Correa, that one is that one is strange. I don't know if the lower leg injuries that came up on the uh, all the reports are are bothering him, but uh, he is not himself. Uh, Alec Manoa, though, unfortunately, he deserves the warm beer. Wild stuff for a guy third in Cy Young voting, an All Star mm-hmm. last year. In his prime, should be in his prime uh, to be yeah. to be sent down, as you said, to play rookie ball and then a Double A start, and now back up with the big club uh, Friday as uh, as that second start that uh, as you said in Double A it did go better. Um, 
Can't wait to see what happens on Friday. It was an incredible start against double A hitters, though. Uh, let's let's be clear about that. It was a 57% strike rate. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't all that good, although it was uh, a lot better. Anyways, let's hand out the final award here. The warm beer that acknowledges the fartiest of all brain farts. It's the biggest boneheaded play. The Tackle Proposal is our first nominee. A little little fan acknowledgement there. Second nominee, Jays manager John Schneider forgetting that his pitching coach already visited the mound that inning, so he had to pull his pitcher when he got there. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa stealing second, thought he was out, so he left the bag and was tagged out. And last nominee, Cody Bellinger receiving a pitch clock violation because he enjoyed his standing ovation from the L.A. fans. And the warm beer goes to the tackle proposal. (laughs) A marriage proposal gone horribly, horribly wrong. Pass, we live in a society. You know, what are people (laughs) doing these days just to get a bit of clout for the gram? Um, Yeah. I mean, it was the tackle was hilarious. I think the dude's hat went flying. It kind of looked funny. I mean, I don't want to oh, see people get hurt. That was a tackle. Gonna, yeah, he got he got smoked, especially um, down on one knee. Yeah, uh, yeah, in a very vulnerable position. He got yeah. he got smoked by a security. He guard. took he took that shoulder, but he he took it like a champ. <laughs> but I I was doing you know in preparing for this, she said yes. Oh, okay. I believe she said yes. So you know, uh, a, a bit of a happy ending. I feel like we uh, beat up on the Blue Jays a bit here with uh, with the Schneider thing, but you know that's man, you got to be better than that. Uh, and you know, as the ump thing, come on, like that that was the such Bellinger, a, a great moment, strike. yeah. With Bellinger, yeah, like just use some common sense and use a bit of discretion. Uh, it, you know, yesterday, uh, Her- the Yankees were playing, uh, I believe, in St. Louis, and Harrison Bader was making his return and. I think Contreras kind of did a classy thing where he called a mound visit so Bader could kind of get his, you know, kudos from the fans. You know, the I feel the catcher shouldn't have to do that because that takes away a mound visit and, you know, in terms of strategy. But I just feel there needs to be a, a bit more discretion. And IKF leaving the bag early, that was that was just funny. That was just some Little League stuff. Yeah, that was odd. That was, that was yeah. really odd. He just... He just thought he was out and just left immediately. He didn't even wait. Uh, so that was a strange one. But great nominations across the board. Really great stuff. I like how we combined uh, a little fan one in there. And great to know that she said yes as well. So appreciate yeah. that, Joel. Um, I think that does it. That does it. Everybody go home. It's been <laughs> uh, it's been a, a fun award show. You know, a couple gas here and there. The 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 Baylors. Um, but that's yeah. what an award show does. What's an award show without a few bloopers and gaffes, right? Right, right, right. Exactly, yeah. JD, show. And we got an award show in the can in, in, in just over an hour. That's pretty good. Most award shows are what, three, three and a half hours? Yeah, yeah that's a good that's point. A point. That's a very good point. We did it. <laughs> uh, shout out to us. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> We're a lock for the end of the year awards, best yes. awards show. Yeah. Yeah. What should we do for the uh, end of year award show? Oh, I mean, more glizzies, more glizzies? I think, yeah. So tasty. Did anybody have a glizzy on uh, July the 4th? I, I actually did not. Me neither. Yeah. I ate some salmon. I'm... What's a glizzy? <laughs> it's a hot dog. <laughs> this whole time? you. It's a hot dog. <laughs> it's a hot dog? Okay, yeah. I honestly didn't know. I'm just learning. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's another name for a hot dog. Yeah. Um, okay. I didn't know for a while uh, earlier this year. Well, there's that. There's currently uh, a video going around about it's a disgusting video of a, a man inhaling hot dogs, mm-hmm. and that's uh, I think I think that uh, I don't know. Glizzy is on the the caption uh, for that. Okay, anyway. it it's a very strange video, and it oh god, it it, it does appear that I mean I think the person filming the guy literally says is the hot dog is in your lung because he he, he in, literally inhales oh, it it, yeah. it seems like but uh well yeah joey joey chestnut uh you know yeah the, uh, 
Yeah. You beat Joey Chestnut. JC, bringing bringing just that wins every year, man. Win was like he's been the winner. He dethroned Kobayashi, who was the hot dog eating giant for years. And Joey Chestnut just, you know, running that streak up. The funny part was that there was a rain delay. Yeah. There's a baseball connection there. Uh, There was a chance that it wouldn't happen. Yeah, we thought, well, I was recording uh, Is This Good with Matt yesterday, and we thought it was canceled. We were like, this is crazy. <laughs> we almost had to, and then we 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 released the show, and then it, it was back on. We, it was almost like, all right, emergency pod, get back on the horn. We got to cover this. We didn't. We didn't. No, you know, there's no need to cover it. As, <laughs> as Joel said, Joey Chestnut wins every year. That's yeah. the story. Yeah. But But I guess they had to call it back on they had to start it they had to wait it out because joey's got to win his contest so congrats <laughs> to him uh eating all those glizzies i don't know, I don't know when that when that word came i mean i've only heard of it this year the first yeah i i uh, if you if you uh if you google obama and glizzy there are so many pictures of president obama eating hot dogs and in fact if you do presidential glizzy there are same thing like all the presidents just they eat a lot of hot dogs you know fourth of july you know memorial day that kind of thing they get photographed it's a they get photographed eating hot dogs yes wild stuff well joel go ahead what were you gonna say i was gonna say what about uh just really quickly before i finish what are your thoughts on the pepsi flavored ketchup uh no underscore bond's gonna plug it again but would you try that i'd try it i would try the pepsi flavored ketchup you won't eat a poutine but you'll try pepsi flavored ketchup <laughs> yeah i would That's try right I, I i'm not try. gonna apologize for it no of course you i try would it? try it yeah I'd, yeah of course. I'd, I'd give anything a shot yeah. i mean there's like a there's barbecue sauce made with cola right like ribs cola yep. flavored barbecue sauce so there might be something there you don't know it's worth trying Fantastic stuff to everybody. JD, thanks for all the work you put into uh, producing this baby. It was really, really fun. Joel, the Academy, thank you for putting all the nominations and winners together. Appreciate you. We'll be back July 12th, where we will talk everything All-Star Game, being that it's the day after the All-Star Game next Wednesday. You can find us every Wednesday streaming live on the Athletic Baseball Show's YouTube channel or wherever you get your pods afterwards of course get some good stuff on our instagram page no underscore bunts but for now for jd for joel i'm tass we'll see you next week